Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Christmas Eve. I, I'm so glad that you're with us this evening. And we're going to begin by lighting the Christmas candle. Uh, we're going to have some time of uh, listening to people on the street and what they think about Christmas. We're going to have a time in God's Word together as we celebrate the Christmas story. And of course, we're going to sing some of our favorite songs of the Christmas season together. You know, to begin with, let's light the Christ candle, which is encircled by the first four candles of the Advent season. And we've been going through those for pretty much a month now. And it is so good that we get now to Christmas Eve where we light the Christ candle. And the Christ candle is white because it symbolizes the purity of the Son of God who came to die for our sins. The light shone in the darkness, John says, and the darkness is unable to extinguish it. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father God, thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son Jesus and you sent them in the form of a baby. Lord, how wonderful is that? We just, we just praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord and Spirit. We pray that even now on Christmas Eve, you would uh, be in the midst of us together, teaching us, Lord, uh, praising with us, Lord, encouraging us on this Christmas Eve. In Christ we pray, amen.
Hi friends, Merry Christmas to you. We are here to hear what the community says about hope, about peace, about what Christmas is to them. Here we go. Do you have any traditions around getting a Christmas tree or decorating the tree? Um, yeah, we have some traditions, just... We actually have an artificial tree, actually. <laughs> so the tradition is, is setting it up every year. <laughs> we always sit around the Christmas tree. We all take turns to open up presents, and it's always so fun to watch people open up presents. We didn't have a, a tradition about the Christmas tree. We just had one of the fake ones we put up. Um, not really about decorating either. Uh, my mom would usually do the decorating because we couldn't be trusted uh, with making it look nice. What's your favorite part about the Christmas tree? Probably putting the decorations on. We use like a ladder and we just hang them on. We make sure to hang all like the important ornaments like right at the center so that it's like nice and visible but it's usually the star on first and then the lights and then all the decorations. I used to. I grew up uh, with just like every other family, um, decorating trees, baking goodies and that sort of stuff. But I've actually broken away from that tradition. As a matter of fact, at this time of the year, I, I am more sad rather than happy, right? What's your favorite Christmas tradition? My favorite Christmas tradition? Hmm. You know what? My favorite tradition would be Christmas caroling. It doesn't happen that often, but when I do get a chance to do it, it's awesome. Oh, well, uh, decorating the tree, the lights is the most important part. Even though my kids are, some of my kids are big now, they still come and we all put the ornaments on the tree and then we have appetizers and remember the, the different kinds of things that they've made or when they happened and stuff like that. that that's one of my kids' favorite parts of Christmas is that decorating the tree and putting up the decorations. Contest gingerbread. Probably the gingerbread house contests. Um, it's usually when we're all like sitting around the tree and we all get to open up our presents and sometimes on Christmas we bring out a really delicious Dutch dish called Ola Bowl and it's like a dough ball that's like a cinnamon bun and it's a ball and it's stuffed with apples and covered in powdered sugar. My favorite Christmas tradition is probably when we're all there for Christmas then you're all waiting to open up the gifts and it's just fun to see each other open up and see what they got and just giving them presents. It, yeah. <laughs> Definitely eggs benedict on Christmas morning. I, uh, I've been left in charge a couple times and I've tried to kick them up a notch each time with like salmon and different toppings and stuff and it's quite a, when, when I get home for Christmas and we do it, it's a pretty big thing, yeah. Every year um, we gather around the table and we make a gingerbread house and decorate it and um, but we don't do a gingerbread con contest. What do you look to that gives you hope and life? Probably knowing that God is with me and that, it's hard to explain, but He's always with me and that He's taking care of me. I just uh, look at the spirit of everybody. I mean, we, we see right now everybody complaining and their nerves and everything, 
but we have to have to look forward to the future and there's so many people that are. We're focusing on the people who are having difficulty and forgetting that there's lots of people out there that are dealing with it and moving forward and helping others and that's what we have to do. Because when I look I see um, people being distracted by the joys and the goodies of this world while there's so much suffering and so much hatred, right? And so when I see um, things like that happen, I'm actually disgusted with humanity, right? We focus more on the trivial things, things that doesn't matter, instead of focusing on what really matters. And so for me, I'm kind of just, uh, you know, broken away from the tradition of Christmas and just focusing on helping everyone the way I should. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I love Christmas. And one of the things I really love about Christmas, I mean, I, I love everything about it. I love the songs, I love the story, I love the gift giving, I love the fact that family is often together. Uh, I love the fact that it's winter and we can celebrate it often in snow or in cold weather. It just seems so Canadian, doesn't it? Which is, which is fantastic. But what I think I like most about Christmas is God's promise that everything is going to be made new. He's doing something special. And you know, in the book of Hebrews, it says this, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But recently, he has spoken to us directly by his son. Now, that means that something new is happening, doesn't it? That verse alone says that God is up to something. In the past, it says, but now recently, uh, and in order to comprehend what is new, uh, we really have to understand where we're coming from. And so let's just jump into that verse for a moment. It says this, in the past, God spoke. Did you hear that? In the past, God spoke. And what that means is that prior to the Christmas story, prior to Jesus, God was not a myth. Uh, he was a living being. He still is today. Uh, it means that God was not silent. He had something to say and he was talking. It means that the God was not hiding. In the past, God spoke. He was not hiding. He was engaged with his world. And God was not passive. He was initiating. He was speaking to the world that he created. It says God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. Now, the book of Hebrews is written to a Hebrew audience, so it's talking about the Jewish people to our ancestors through the prophets. And, and typically, in the Old Testament, God spoke through people he deliberately chose to be his messengers. And we call those people prophets. The Bible calls them prophets too, of course. Uh, God spoke personally through people, not just through his creation, although we can see that his creation talks about him every day. Uh, and God's words were recognized as his by these people. They were recorded as his words and they were actually worshiped and revered as his words. And of course, his words also promise the Messiah, that the Messiah will come. Uh, and finally, it says, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at various times and in various ways. You see, God's message was persistent. He didn't speak just once. 
He spoke at various times. He spoke many, many times, over and over again. God never stopped speaking. He never gave up declaring to the world what he was about to do. And God's message was creative. When we look at the Old Testament, we just see how creative his words had to be. And they were spoken in in various ways and at various times to all sorts of people, different people for different times as the Lord was preparing the world for the arrival of the Christ King. You know, we can really summarize by saying this, in the past, God spoke to his world, but he spoke indirectly, indirectly through his creation, uh, through Abraham and his descendants, Abraham, the one he chose to be the father of many nations. And of course, as it says, through the prophets over many, many centuries. But here's the good part tonight. In these recent days, however, he has spoken to us again directly through his son. Notice, in these recent days, just after the account of Jesus, in these recent days, he has spoken to us directly through his son. And the Bible says here in Hebrews that his son radiates God's glory. His son represents the exact character of God's very nature. And the son holds the universe together by what he says. You know, if if I was gonna put this Christmas Eve message into just a single sentence, here's what I would say. Christmas marks God's decision to speak directly to the world so that no one can claim that they're confused any longer about who God might be and about what God might be saying. Who might God be? It's very clear. It says right there, God is exactly like Jesus. Listen to it again. The Son, that is Jesus, radiates God's very glory, represents his exact character, and holds the universe together by what he says. It goes on and says that that, that he actually was involved in creation. He's always existed. And then he showed up incarnate as the created Christ child that we are celebrating tonight. So God is exactly like Jesus. Who is he? When you look at Jesus, you're looking at God. When you read about Jesus, you read about God. When you study Jesus, you're studying exactly who God is. And then of course it says God has also spoken in Jesus. When the Son, it says, had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. And really, what is the message there? What is Christ saying? What is God saying through the Christ? He's saying two things. I have cleansed you. I have set you free. I have come that you might have life, Jesus said, and might have it abundantly to the full, flowing over, so abundant that you don't even know what to do with all this life that I have provided for you and that I'm bringing to you. And so I've cleansed you, I've set you free, I've released you from your chains, I've adopted you into my family, I promised you forever with me. Why? Because I love you and you are mine. And then also it says, I continue to hold everything together. Uh, In these days of COVID, aren't you happy for that? That God holds everything together. I'm not sure about you, but as I listen to the news, as I read the papers, as I look around me, it seems very much like the world is falling apart. And yet the Bible says that God, through Jesus, is holding everything together. That gives me great peace. I can sleep in heavenly peace as we sing tonight. Why? Because God is holding everything together in Jesus Christ. You see, God's answer is Jesus, and Jesus is the answer to our very deepest questions. 
really two questions are in my mind tonight as I think about what the deepest questions might be. The first would be this, if God exists, and many people ask this, if God exists, what is he like? And the answer, of course, is he does exist and he's exactly like Jesus. We've already gone through that. Secondly, does the fact that God exists and that he looks like Jesus change my life? Well, yes, I think so. I think that in Jesus, life finally can make sense. Uh, the founder of Alpha, Nicky Gumbel, a great Christian man in our generation, says this, your key to getting your life sorted out is Jesus. Your key to understanding the Bible is Jesus. Your key to understanding God's character is Jesus. Your key to life is Jesus. Jesus is the key. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door, I'm the gate, I'm the bread of life. And of course, Paul writes in Galatians, when the time was right, God sent his son. And guess what? We're celebrating again tonight that the time was right on Christmas Eve. The time was right. God sent his son, born of a virgin, born to set us free. So let's go skipping a few chapters forward into the Hebrews chapter 12 where it says this, because of everything that we've said tonight, let us fix then our eyes on Jesus, the key to life and the author and the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, man, I can't imagine how wonderful it could be for you to know him. And all you need to do tonight, if you do not know the Lord, is to say, Lord Jesus, I believe, I believe that you are who you claim to be, that the Bible writes about you in terms of, and, and I just, I wanna have a relationship with you. And so can I begin that tonight? And will you show me what that means? I give my life to you tonight and I'm beginning my journey with you. Thank you, God, amen. I trust that at least one person out there tonight has prayed that prayer this Christmas Eve in the year 2021. And let's pray together. Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, thank you again for this evening. And thank you that Jesus, you are the key. You are the key of all life. You are the creator of life. You are the holder of life. You are the sustainer of life. You are, Lord, the one that will finish everything when the time is right again, and we will live forever with you. Thank you for that promise, and tonight we celebrate your coming amongst us in such a vulnerable way and in a way that we, uh, that, Lord, it just makes so much sense to us. Thank you for that. We worship you again in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's continue to sing some more.
Thanks so much for spending this time with us tonight. Uh, we're gonna go home and we're gonna sit around our living rooms and you know, in most of our homes, there will be a tree like the one behind me here. And the tree will be lit and it'll be beautiful. Some of you may leave it lit all night. Uh, I actually encourage you to do that tonight as a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world and the darkness of the world in which we live cannot put out the light of the King of Kings. 
And so may God bless you as you go tonight. May you go with the Lord in your hearts and in your lives and in your families. May you enjoy Christmas tomorrow. Have a wonderful time, whoever you're with and whatever you're up to. And remember, uh, Boxing Day, we have no service. Uh, we're gonna take that time to be with family again. And we'll see you the following week on January 2nd. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Merry Christmas.